Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you are listening on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Now, we got some business to take care of today, talk about a few tournaments that I touched on in last week's episode, but I really didn't get into them that much, and that's going to be the tournament in Rio and the tournament in Doha. Those two tournaments were big headliners of the last week or so, and last time we talked, they were kind of in the middle of those tournaments. Well, those tournaments are now over, and that also includes Delray Beach. Sorry, there's another one in there. Delray and um, the Open 13 province, which is in France. So there's many tournaments that happened since we last talked, and we might as well go through them because there are some, some surprises in them, but mostly... Some really good players starting to really hit a groove early on here in 2022. Now let's start in Rio de Janeiro as the Rio Open took place. The number one seed was Matteo Berrettini. The number two seed, I believe, was supposed to be Casper Ruud. But Casper Ruud put out on Instagram earlier this week that I believe it's an abdominal something, something happening in his abdominal area that he's struggling with. But nevertheless, he has an injury, and he did not play in Rio. So the three seed was Diego Schwartzman. Then we go Pablo Carina Busta, and then it goes on from there. Carlos Alcaraz was the seventh seed, and Alcaraz would actually go on to beat Matteo Berrettini in the quarterfinals of this tournament and would make it all the way to the finals of this tournament to play Diego Schwartzman. Now, Diego Schwartzman, you would expect to play really good in Rio after he had a good showing in uh, Buenos Aires, but uh, he actually loses in the finals to Carlos Alcaraz. And with that win, that's the first ATP 500 win for Carlos Alcaraz, his title there, not first win, but first title. And he is now moving into the top 20 with over 2,000 points on the tour. Carlos Alcaraz had a good showing at the Aussie Open, I believe. And then moving on from there, he's really turned it up. And he's one of those youngsters that you got to keep an eye on. He had a good uh, year in 2021. I think a lot of eyes tur- got turned on him like, hey, who's this kid? And why, why aren't we paying better attention to him? But Carlos Alcaraz playing really well. He hits the crap out of the ball. And he is now in the top 20 with an ATP 500 tournament under his belt so that's someone you got to keep an eye on moving forward now let's head over to Qatar where Doha was happening and in this tournament there were some good players not great players uh Denis Shapovalov was the one seed uh Andy Murray was in this tournament uh Roberto Batista Agut was the two seed and then other guys in this would be Marin Cilic Daniel Evans uh Lloyd Harris all these guys I've talked about before Bashlashvili and uh, Bublik was in this tournament, who had a pretty good week the week before that. Anyway, Shapo loses to Rinderneck, Arthur Rinderneck. Never heard of this guy. He loses in the quarterfinals to him. Rinderneck is number 53 in the world from France. He is 26 years old, and he turned pro in 2018. But that's who Shapo loses to, which is kind of surprised, but that's the ATP Tour. You can lose to anybody any week, but that's what I'm talking about when Shapo's just not over that hump yet. He, he's got to you know, be able to win matches like this. He got beat 6-4, 6-4, but nevertheless, let's go to the final. Uh, Batista Agut actually beats Bashlashvili 
in two sets, 6-3, 6-4. So Roberto Batista Agut will leave Doha with an ATP 250 title, which is his first title, um, ATP title, since 2019. So Batista Agut looking like he is getting back in the swing of things. That's his 10th tour-level trophy that he has won on the ATP tour, but good to see from the Spaniard getting to play a lot better right now and moving through in Doha. Delray Beach, that was a thrilling one. We talked about Cam Norrie having a good Indian Wells last year, and he had a really, really good Delray Beach tournament. Now, the favorites in this Delray, Delray Beach tournament uh, were a lot of the Americans. Obviously, Cam Norrie was the one seed, but the Americans in this, you look at who's in this, Jack Sock, Riley Opelka was the two seed, uh, Dennis Kula, uh, Nakashima was in this, uh, Grigor Dimitrov, not an American, but he was in this tournament as well. Manorino played really well. Uh, at the Aussie Open, he was in this tournament as well. Uh, Tennis Sandgren, Maxime Cressy, uh, you look at uh, Sam Query, um, Tommy Paul was in this tournament, Sebastian Corda and Kakanakis were in this tournament. There are a lot of good players in this Delray Beach tournament. Um, but Cam Norrie, the Brit, comes all the way through to the final, and he's going to beat the number two seed, Riley Opelka. So not really any... Uh, you know, anything worthwhile to really look at in this tournament. Uh, one seed plays two seed in the final, other than Grigor Dimitrov losing to John Millman in the quarters, which is pretty disappointing for Grigor Dimitrov. We're, we're kind of still waiting for Grigor to take off. You thought it'd be at the U.S. Open a couple years ago when he beat Roger Federer. Um, you thought that might be his chance in 2019. It, it wasn't. Um, I believe he ended up losing just to, r right after that. Uh, but Grigor Dimitrov, he's ranked 33 in the world. He's been pro for f almost 14 years now. He's 30 years old. You really just are cheering for the guy to just jump over the hump. And we're kind of just still waiting for that to happen with Grigor's game. Uh, but the winner there, Cam Norrie, uh, gets another title in Delray Beach. Uh, and he's going to look to get another title in Palm Springs at Indian Wells and go back-to-back -back here coming next month. So that's coming up soon. So that's something to keep an eye on. Let's go out to Marciel uh, in France for the Open 13 province. Uh, this tournament is a, pr a pretty good tournament. I mean, they're just all ATP 250s that go on back to back to back to back at this time. And I think players are just trying to get stuff under their belts. Now, this tournament uh, had a couple you know, eye-openers in it. Stefano Tsitsipas was the one seed. The two seed was Rublev. And Tsitsipas loses to Roman Safiulin. That's who I believe you say his name. I don't know really how to say his name, but he's Russian, and he is ranked number 150 in the world. And Tsitsipas loses to him in the quarterfinals. So Tsitsipas doesn't even make it to the semifinals in an ATP 250. Got to imagine that's disappointing for Stefano Tsitsipas. You hope there's no underlying condition there where you know there's other things that he's dealing with that he loses to a guy that's 150 in the world. But Nevertheless, he loses. That opens the door kind of for Felix Ogier-Aliassime to really make a run. And FAA was the number three seed in this tournament. He would have just walked right into Stefano Tsitsipas, but Tsitsipas loses. So Felix Ogier-Aliassime makes it all the way to the final. He's going to play the number two seed, Rublev. And Rublev is going to win this tournament. But I think, you know, for, for Rublev, obviously this is a great win for him and uh, he had some unfortunate circumstances when it comes to getting down to Russia, or not Russia, getting down to Australia for the summer swing in Australia and the Australian Open, all that just kind of fell through for him, it seemed. But for FAA to come off a win last week and then come back and make it to the finals in another ATP 250 right after that, 
Very impressive. And I said this in last week's episode. You're going to want to keep an eye on Felix Ogiel-Yassim because I think he's going to have a very strong 2022. He had a good showing at the Australian Open. I believe he made it to the quarters. And then he wins a tournament last week, and he makes it to the final in France this week. So FAA, I don't think he's going anywhere. And it was kind of just a matter of time. It was either going to be him or Chapo that were going to make a big run on the tour. And Chapo's made a few smaller runs, but I think a big run on the tour this year is going to be Felix Ogiel-Yassim. And do not forget who his coach is. Uncle Tony, Tony Nadal, has taken over as one of Felix Ogiel-Yassim's coaches. And that's a big deal because he practiced with... Uh, with Rafa at the Rafael Nadal Academy. Next thing you know, Uncle Tony is his coach, and I think he's really going to change his mindset, change his game, and a lot of good things are going to come from this duo between Felix Ogiel-Yassim and Uncle Tony Nadal. So FAA, keep an eye on him, especially as it comes into the March month, the month of March, and Indian Wells in Miami. Those are two big Masters 1000s that he's going to have to show up at and play really, really well to back up what he's done in Europe over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully FAA can keep it going. I'm cheering for him. I like his game. I like watching him play. I think he's entertaining, and I think he works really hard from what I see. So hopefully he keeps it moving here and something really good comes up at the end of this year and he has a good 2022 because he can really make a move when it comes to uh, the ATP Tour here in 2022. Now, he's actually number nine in the world right now. I'm going to go through the rankings because it's been a while since I've gone through the rankings. Novak Djokovic, he sits at number one in the world. Now, a funny thing about that is uh, he spent 361 weeks at world number one. That's insane. And he's still number one right now, even though he didn't play in Australia. That's also insane. That just tells you what kind of level Novak Djokovic is on right now. Daniil Medvedev, number two. He is only 400 points behind Djokovic. So if he wins an ATP 500 or something in the near future, he might jump over Djokovic because Djokovic isn't playing in some of these tournaments. Although there was footage of him practicing the other day. So good to see if you're a tennis fan. Uh, still confused on what's going to exactly happen because I talked about last week's episode about his vaccination status and he's willing to forego tournaments. So if you don't know about that, you can listen to last week's episode. But a lot of interesting things are going to happen with the rankings. Alexander Sferov, he sits at 7,500 points. He's in third, and then it kind of drops off from there. Sitsipas at fourth. Nadal at fifth, which he had a big, big, big win in Australia for points-wise. At six, Matteo Berrettini. Seven is Andre Rublev. Kasper Ruud's at eight. Like I said, FAA is at nine. And then Yannick Sinner, the youngster from Italy. Two Italians in the top ten. Yannick Sinner rounds out the top ten at number 10 in the world. Hopefully he has a good year as well. Let's take a quick preview of what's to come on the tour, especially after this week. It looks like Dubai tournament is happening, and Novak Djokovic is playing in that tournament as of now. I don't know what the uh, vaccine mandate or anything has uh, in Dubai, but he's on the, he's in the draw. Everyone knows he's not getting vaccinated, so I'm guessing he's playing in this tournament. Some power names in this tournament. Djokovic, Musetti, Hachnov, Damon Neuer are the first four you see on the bracket, which is phenomenal. Rublev plays Daniel Evans first round. You got guys in this tournament like uh, Karatsev plays Mackenzie McDonald first round. Yannick Sinner, we just talked about him. He is in this tournament as well, and this tournament looks to be underway. Hopefully, Shapo at number six can have a good tournament, but this tournament, ATP 500, is loaded. So that's definitely one to keep an eye on if 
you want to know, especially how Djokovic is doing, and this is the first time he's going to play this year. So a lot of eyes on that one. Uh, Acapulco in Mexico is going on. That's another ATP 500. You look at who's playing in that tournament. There are also a good amount of good names. Daniel Medvedev, the world number two, is in that tournament. Uh, Feliciano Lopez, Rafael Nadal, Taylor Fritz. They're all in that tournament. Sebastian Corda, a lot of those Americans that played in Delray Beach, jumping over to Mexico to play in this tournament. John Isner, Nakashima, and then Brooksby plays Alexander Sverev first round. That could be inter uh, entertaining and interesting at the same time. So this week, a lot of big players back on the tour playing tournaments. You look at Acapulco, you look at Dubai. These tournaments are happening, and a lot of these players want to play in these tournaments. So they're gearing up, I believe, for the American tournaments coming up, which is the Masters 1000s of Miami and Indian Wells. Now, the other tournament going on is Santiago and Chile. Uh, this tournament, I'm guessing, doesn't have as well of names in it just because uh, everyone's trying to get up north. Yeah, the number one seed is Garen. So there's not really anybody in this tournament. This seems like a point packer for some of those for some of those players that really need help. But if you're you know, serious about the tour, you're playing in Acapulco or you're playing in Dubai this week. And then right when March hits, we go boom. BNP Paribas Open starts on the 10th. And then Miami Open starts on the 23rd. So there's a lot of great tennis ahead over the next month or so. We kind of, you know, the, the year starts off really strong and then Aussie Open ends and it kind of goes slow for a little bit. And we just finished going through that slow season. And we're about to ramp up for an intense end of this month and a big march. A lot going on, a lot happening. Watch some tennis this week, but there's some great tennis around the corner. Thanks for listening. As always, you can reach out to me at Jacob Sersosimo. Reach out to Believe at Believe Podcast, both on Twitter and Instagram. Appreciate you listening. I'm expecting a little drama this week, especially at the press conferences that Novak Djokovic could be having in Dubai. But stay tuned. I'll cover it all next week. And for now, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and enjoy the week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.